me, you Listen sick. to me. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house. You need to get out of there right now. You? Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back. East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror. Alrighty. Tonight, I am coming at you with the 2006 remake of When a Stranger Calls. Operator, how may I direct your call? Hi, I've been getting weird phone calls, but it's really starting to scare me. Far away from the site of a gruesome murder, a teenager named Jill Johnson arrives at a luxurious home for a babysitting job. With the children fast asleep, she settles in for what she expects to be an ordinary evening. Soon, the ringing of a phone and the frightening words of a sadistic killer turn Jill's routine experience into a night of terror. This is directed by Simon West, and this movie stars, um, dang it, come on, all right, Camille Bell, Katie Cassidy, uh, the beautiful Tessa Thompson, uh, Brian Gertrude, I think that's his name, uh, Derek DeLint, Kate Jennings Grant, uh, Clark Gregg, um, What's his name? Agent, the Agent Coulson. Is that his name? Uh, in everything? Yeah, Agent Coulson. <laughs> um, I didn't realize him or, uh, or Tessa Thompson <laughs> was in this. Uh, this is way before uh, all of that. So, and a bunch of other people that are in this. Oh, wait, the two young little kids, Arthur Young and Melody Carroll. And then a bunch of other people. All right. Uh, synopsis again from IMDb. During a babysitting gig, high school student is harassed by an increasingly threatening prank caller. Okay. Simon West. That name sounds familiar. I want to say he was one of the ones that did. Uh... No, I guess not. Oh, he directed Con Air. Uh, the General's Daughter. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. The one with um, Angelina Jolie. Um, he's the Expendables too. All right, I guess that's why I know his name. I thought he did some horror, but well, other than this, um, doesn't look like it. I think this is it. But all right, when a stranger calls, remake as a horror thriller rated PG thirteen. Um, the last and only time I had seen this. Is when it came out, and that was when did you use one other than 2006? Uh, February of 2006 is when this came out. So, uh, I was like, all right, cool, 
Um, I mean, my daughter went and seen it, and I was like, all right, it's a remake, of course. So, because they were remaking everything then. But this one, it is totally different from the original one. Like in that one, the beginning of the original was all the, have you checked the children? Then all the middle stuff dealing with the, the killer. And then the action at the end. This one. This film is how I thought the original one was going to be. Where the sky is calling her and then chasing her throughout the whole movie. So that's that's what this one was. Because um, it starts off um, at the beginning of a film. Where we see this carnival going on. This house we hear. Uh, this girl getting phone calls we don't really know and then all of a sudden we hear her screaming and then uh, the cops show up and they go in and they start bringing out all these bodies because they find that somebody murdered uh, this babysitter and, and, the, and the kids in the house. So I guess it says uh, in Colorado 125 miles away from the crime scene. Uh, I assume this is a little shortly after all of that. Uh, Jill Johnson, she um, she's just going to school, doing her thing. She kind of there's some some little drama she's going on between her and her boyfriend and her best friend. I guess her best friend and her boyfriend got drunk and they ended up kissing each other. So she's kind of on the outs on the outs with them too. Um, but then um, she's in trouble with her parents because she uh, her, went over her minutes. On her, on her cell phones, or her dad's like, you're grounded. You can't go to the big bonfire party for the school. And so instead of just staying home, you're going to go babysit the, the Mandrakis kids. So she's like, uh, all right. So her dad, uh, Agent Colson, that's all I see him as, takes, takes her way out in the forest somewhere to this nice big-ass house that's like right on the lake. Uh, and the... Um, Mandrakis is a doctor. He was a doctor in the first one and the original one as well. So she goes there. They're like, okay, the kids are upstairs. They weren't feeling good. They're in bed. All you can do is just hang out. We'll be back sometime after midnight. So she's there. Big, nice house. She kind of starts lingering around, looking around at things, and then the phone starts ringing. Hello? No answer. It, it was like that for a long time. Uh, but then uh, one of her her the, her, fr- her best friend uh, Tiffany she showed up and well because well th- other than the phone calls Jill was getting scared and she was kind of looking around and there was an alarm on the um, alarm for the house um, the doctor Mandrak said it before he left but then when she was sitting there the alarm went off so she kind of jumped up ran over there and put in the code and she kind of looked around the house but didn't see anything. So the, the alarm people call, hey, the, the alarm went off. Are you okay? She goes, oh, no, I'm fine. It just went off. And they go, oh, yeah, well, that it happens sometimes. So she's like, all right. So she's kind of walking around. Cause she keeps hearing things. And then other than the phone calls again and nobody nobody answers. Or when she goes, hello, and no one answers. Just She just hears breathing. So she's like, ah, okay. So she's still trying to just get through the night or get through until the Mandrakis has come back. And then um, 
she starts hearing things again and she's starting to get scared. But then her friend kind of just shows up and she's like, hey, what's going on? She goes, well, what are you doing here? And she goes, this is the girl that she was mad at that uh, was kissing her boyfriend. And then she's kind of like, you know what? I just wanted to come out here and apologize. I was drunk and you know how it is. He, he was my first love. and uh, But I never got that kiss from him. And then I was sad that you were with him and this and that. And just, they kind of like, ah, eh, whatever. They kind of squashed it. But then uh, Jill was like, how'd you get in here? She was, oh, the garage door was open. So she was like, uh, okay. So that's why the alarm went off. So she's like, okay, well, all right. She goes, well, come on, let's just go to the bonfire. She goes, I can't. I got to watch these kids. They go, oh, they're asleep. You can just be gone for a couple hours and come back and nobody will know. Uh, so she's like, no, no, you go ahead and go. And she goes, all right. So she's getting ready to leave. So Tiffany kind of just starts to leave. There's like a big, huge windstorm going on outside. So she's trying to drive off. And then as she's going down the driveway, this there's a big tree in the way. So she kind of gets out and tries to move it. But then somebody comes running up behind her. Um, we don't see anything. We just see the camera zoom in like somebody's running up to her. So Jill's back in the house. Same thing. More stuff. The, the phone starts ringing. All right, we're 49 minutes into the movie right now, and we finally get that phone call when she answers and says, have you checked the children? And I was like, I was like, damn, why, why did it take so long? Because like, in, in the original one, it was like right in the beginning, within the first few minutes. So I was like, wow. Uh, I'm reading here that the guy on the phone that was talking was Lance Henriksen. I did not know that. Um, well, when we get to the reveal of the killer, I'll mention that at the end. But um, I need to, I'm going to have to listen to this again. Because the actor that was the, the killer, um, I know what he sounds like. And the guy that was on the phone did not sound like him. Because uh, the guy, he's got a really heavy accent. So, but anyway. So she's like, oh, man. So in this one, like I said, when if you guys listened to the last night's episode, when I was talking about the original one, it's like when you got that first call to have you check the children, she actually went upstairs and checked, opened the door, looked at them, and they were both asleep and everything was all good. And then she went back downstairs and somebody was pounding on the door. So she ran over to the door to, to see who it was. She thought it was Katie or um, Tiffany. Um, but it wasn't. And then because she started looking around. Oh, um, earlier in the film, when she was looking around, she had noticed that the housekeeper was there. And um, uh, she she that's she thought that uh, the housekeeper set the alarm off, but it wasn't because she looks out in the back and she sees the house cop. The housekeeper's car is still there. So the 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 Mandrox is they left this uh, list with everyone's phone numbers. And where they were going to be at. And it had the phone number to the maid. So she goes up and she calls that number. And then the phone the phone starts ringing. And then she hears it ringing. So she's looking around like, whoa. So she walks around. She's calling. I think her name was Rosa. She starts walking around uh, calling her name. And then she's trying to listen to um, where the phone was coming from. So she finally goes in the back room and she finds it. It's in like one of the closets um, where Rosa has all her stuff and it was in her purse. And then she kind of like, Hmm, well, she's obviously here. So she kind of walked around looking for Rosa and, and doesn't find her. 
I checks the kids again, nothing there. And then uh, about an hour in um, the, the call, oh, she, she calls the, the cops and tells them, Hey, there's some guy calling and everything. And I don't, I don't know who it is. Uh, I thought it was my friends pranking me, but it's not. And then the cops are like, well, is he threatening you? Is he using vulgar language? And she's like, no, no. And of course, like in the original, gave her the run around. Look, we, we can't do nothing. Um, it's just prank calls. So that's that's all we can uh, right now. But if this person keeps calling another and threatens you, then give us a call back and, and we can do something about it. So. Then uh, more phone calls, just breathing. I know, I know it's you. I can hear you. You're breathing. What do you want? And you're scaring me and all this. And then it's, what do you want? And then like the original one, your blood all over me. It, it, in the original one, it sounded creepy. This one, it just sounded like, oh, I just want your blood all over me. It, It didn't even sound, it didn't have that punch. As the original one, because the original one, I mean, I got like creep. I mean, like like goosebumps. Um, I was just kind of like, hmm. even when I when I saw this in the theater the first time, I was kind of like, that's it. But I was like, okay, whatever. So then she called the cops again. She goes, look, man, he called and he's now he's scaring me and this and that. And they're like, okay, well, keep him on the line, uh, and so we can trace the call. So she's like, all right. Uh, when the Mandrakas is left, they go, oh, we got a guest house behind their house. And uh, our son stays there. Um, he comes home on the weekends from college. So he might be over there. So uh, Jill is looking out the window towards the, um, the the guest house. And she sees a light come on. And she sees somebody kind of walk past the um, the window. Um. It's just like behind the curtain. So you see like the shadow. So she goes, oh, so she kind of goes down there, starts knocking on the door. Rosa, Rosa, are you in there? Or whatever. I can't remember the kid's name. Uh, the son is. So she kind of goes in and looks around and doesn't doesn't see anything. And then um, the phone in the guest house starts to ring. So she answers it. And it's the guy calling her. And then she's like, She's got her little stopwatch, so she starts timing it every time he called, and he's talking, and then it, it goes over a minute, and then she's like, okay. He's like, she's about to call the cops, but then she reaches in her other pocket, and she's got the main house's phone, and she went, they're not checking this line. They're checking the other line, so I guess that was all keeping them on the phone for a minute was was no good. So she's like, ah, so she kind of races back up uh, to the other house. And um, she gets back in there again. She goes up and she's looking around. And uh, she's again, she starts hearing things. The phone rings up there. The, the one time when she did go up and check the kids, uh, the phone, the guy called back. And then she he went, well, how are the kids doing? And then she was like, ah, that's when she called the cops. She goes, he, he can see me. I, I know he's watching me. He He knew that I went upstairs to check the kids and all this. And they're like, ah, whatever. So. Um, she goes uh, upstairs to uh, again to look around for Rosa. She goes into Rosa's room and she hears the the showers running. So she goes in. Rosa, Rosa, are you there? And she goes into the into her bathroom and nobody's in there, but the showers aren't running. So she kind of shuts the water off. And while she's up there, the power goes out. 
And she's like, oh, fuck. So she's running around. No, she had a flashlight, but she dropped it when she was running back to the house. Um, So when she turns around, she sees her friend Tiffany laying on the ground. Oh, no, because uh, Tiffany's phone goes off. So she spins around really quick, and then she sees her laying there on the ground, and she's dead. So she's like, ah. So she kind of gets out of the gets out of there and then um she goes into the kids room and she's was, was gonna wake him up to try to get him out of there um oh no before she went into the kids room the cops called and she was like what do you why stop stop calling me and they're like hey we just um we traced the call and it's coming from in the house and then she's like ah and he goes they were telling her just fucking drop the phone and get the hell out of there. So she's like, she can't leave. She got to go get the kids. That's when she ran upstairs to to, to get the two kids. But uh, she was trying to wake them up, but then she moved the the blankets and there was just pillows there. So she's like, fuck. I mean, did he take the kids? So she starts walking around. And she notices this big like a uh, toy box, and uh, something was hanging out of it, like a piece of uh, cloth or something. So she goes up and she opens it. And it's the two kids they were in there hiding. So she's like, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. So as she's going out, she kind of looks up. Uh, the camera kind of pulls back from the rafters and we see the guy. Um, we don't see his face. We just like see his silhouette. But he's up there looking down and she sees him and ah, so he jumps down and then starts chasing her uh, through the house. So all this stuff that's going on, I that's what I thought the original one was going to be like of him chasing her through the whole movie. So, I mean, but it took a totally different turn. Um, so but so it was she rest of the movie was basically him chasing her uh, in the house and her trying to get away and the kids hiding wherever they can hide. Um, but he didn't really kind of focus on on those two little kids. He was mainly after her. Uh, because there's a scene where um, in the middle of their house, there's like a small little court and they got like a, a little fish pond with that koi fish in it. And um, she she went out there and uh, they have all these little tropical plants and everything. And they have this uh, sprinkler system set up. It's kind of like a mister. Uh, so she turned it on while her and the kids were outside in, in that little area hiding. She turned it on so uh, the killer couldn't see see them hiding so she the kids were hiding under these bushes and she went and got under this little bridge she actually got in the water and hid under the bridge and then the uh the mister goes off and then he comes out and he's walking around looking for her and uh he it's like a little bridge that she's hiding under she kind of goes underwater to uh just so she he can't find her but then she opens her eyes and she sees rosa the maid is under the water. There's like a big rock on her chest. So to, to keep her down. So he, he killed her too. So she kind of screams underwater, but then uh, he didn't hear her cause she kind of came up and she was quiet, but then he realized that she was under that little bridge. So he's trying to grab her and she's fighting and all that. But then she kind of flips over and kicks that bridge over. He falls into the water. She jumps up and runs out. And then her and the kids got out before he could get out of the water and they, and they shut the door. Well, he kind of like grabbed her by the hair. But then she was on the other side of the door and she was slowly closing it and she got it closed. But then she like just pulled her head and he like tore some of her hair out. And she was able to lock the door. But uh, he was trying to 
he was pounding on the glass, but that that glass was like that shatterproof glass, so she, he couldn't break through it. So they 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 tried to run, and um, she she uh she was trying to hide. The kids ran and hid somewhere, so she was trying to hide. But then she had noticed um all these birds that were that were in that small little court uh, area where the fish were um were in the house so she looks around and she sees one of the windows at the bottom was broken and all those birds were coming in so she was like fuck he, he got out because she looks at the ground and she sees all these wet footprints so she's like oh fuck um so um he kind of comes out of hiding and chases after her the, the two little kids run towards the front door but they can't open it because there's a lock at the top of the door and they were too short to unlock it so she kind of um uh fights around with uh, the killer she gets this like this um oh he, they're wrestling around in front of the uh, fireplace and uh she got some like booze or whatever and like broke the bottle over and spilled it all over the place and kind of hit him in the head with it and then so she reaches over every time you start to, uh, the 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 gas fireplace it goes whoosh, really big so she turned it on and it, whoosh, it like blew out and then uh, all the booze it was all over the place it kind of lit that on fire but then she got the um the fireplace poker and jammed it in his hand and he goes ah he was laying there screaming so she jumped up and ran down uh down the hall uh to the to the main door and um, she unlocked the door and the kids all ran out. And then when she tried to run out, that's when she just went, ah, she screamed. And this is because the cops were outside and they all came storming into the house. So she was like, ah, so she was safe. The kids were safe. The cops ran in there and they grabbed the dude that was chasing her that whole time. So she was kind of like, well, who is he? And they go, ah, well, we don't know, but we do know that he had murdered uh, all these other people. And uh, she was like, well, why is he doing this? She goes, she goes, I don't know. He's just crazy guy, I guess. So she's like, well, where is he? And he goes, oh, he's in the back of that police car. So she's kind of standing there and the police car is leaving. And then we see the guy in the back seat and he, he went, we can't see his face at first, but then he rolls in the light and then we see him. And uh, for those of you that watch uh, Sons of Anarchy, it was uh, Tom, Tommy Flanagan, uh, Chibs, I believe his name was in Sons of Anarchy. And uh, he's, he's that guy that had that big, huge scar on his face. So, OK, I know him. And again, like I said, he had a, he's got a really thick accent. I believe he is from Ireland. Um, no, Scotland. I'm sorry. He, he was from Scotland. So he's got that really thick scottish accent and then the guy that was on the phone that was talking it didn't sound like him and then i'm reading here that it was lance henrickson if you guys know his voice he's got a deep voice so he he goes to jail and then um uh jill she's a, she she kind of wakes up she goes to the hospital i guess they're just kind of checking her out and she's laying in the bed and she kind of wakes up and uh, nobody's around so she kind of walks uh, around the um, the hospital, like nobody, nobody's around. The, the hallways are empty. The, the nurses station, nobody's there. And she's like, "What's going on?" So she walks past this room and she hears a phone ring. And then she walks in there. And then when she uh, 
she what the hell exactly happened? Uh, it says days later, while recovering in the hospital, Jill awakens to a phone ring, and she gets out of the bed and she goes looking. Okay, yeah. When she goes up to the phone and she's about to answer it, she looks into the mirror and sees a reflection, and that killer guy is standing there and like grabs her. But then she ah, she wakes up screaming in her hospital bed, and then that's that's your movie. So, but. Uh, it took a long time for this movie to get going. Like I said, it was almost almost an hour in before we even got the the classic. Have you checked the children? And because I, I was like, what? There was a lot of buildup, and it was I was kind of like, really? I mean, once once the excitement kicked in all the way to the end, it was good. But it was just like the first hour of the film. It was only an hour and a half, and it was like that first. Almost that whole first hour, it was just like, come on, something happened. It was too much buildup. And then once the action got going, it was next thing you know, it was over. So I was like, man, weak. I mean, I, the original one, I remember the first time I saw it, I was, I was scared and everything, but I was kind of like, eh, it was all right. But after growing up and, and realizing and watching it over and over, and even after that last watch, I was like, that movie's awesome. So I said, hell, why not? I might as well do uh, the remake. So. But um, I'm going to do uh, the question we do when we do uh, ESP's original or remake. So that's my question, the original or the remake. I'm going to go with the original. Um, I liked the story more in that one. Um, it was more a little creepier. This one, I mean, I, again, I liked the ending on what was happening because of all the excitement and everything. But it was just the first hour of the film was like, come on, something happened. I mean, it took too long. For us just to get to that classic line. I mean, have you checked the children? And I, I don't know why they, they did it, but that, that's the way they filmed it. But um, I'm not saying don't watch this one. I mean, you can if you want. I mean, some people like remakes more than the original one. Uh, I'm not saying every remake is, is good. There's a handful of ones that I think are better than the original. But I mean, Wes Craven's uh, The Hills Have Eyes. I love the original, but... um. Alexander Aja's remake of The Hills Have Eyes was a million times better <laughs> than the original one because that one was that movie was awesome. Uh, definitely check that one out. Check out both of them, uh, both remakes of The Hills Have Eyes one and two, and watch the original ones uh, as well. The Wes Craven films. But when a stranger calls, two thousand six. I mean, it, it was on. I was I watched it on Amazon. So watch it if you want, but. Um, if you've just seen the original, I think you're you're fine with that. I mean, th this young little actress actor, she's she's beautiful. Um, I've seen other things that she was in, but um, I have not seen her in a really long time. I gotta see. Yeah, she's doing Law and Order, something called Carter, and some TV movie Ten Truths About Love, whatever Dollface is, and. So she's been constantly working. Um, I've seen her. She was in Jurassic Park. Or the Lost World. The second one. Oh, I think she was that little girl in the beginning. Um, let's see. Oh, 10,000 BC. Um, I didn't see the movie because it looked too stupid. <laughs> but Push, I saw. That was good. I think that was the last thing I've seen her in. But. 
yeah anyway um beautiful young woman um stranger calls check it out if you want uh, tessa thompson is in this but this is probably in the beginning of her career because she was only in it for like maybe one maybe two scenes um this was way way earlier in her career um i i at this time i didn't even know uh who she was so let me see when she did this one it was her first movie she had did uh some little short in 2003 she did a cold case uh an episode uh, the tv series and this was her first film when a stranger calls ah learn something new every day but uh tommy flanagan he's been in a million ton of things so but uh, again, uh, check it out if you want. I didn't. If you don't ever see it, um, you're not gonna lose any sleep over it. But yeah, it was what it was. Um, I know I have it on DVD somewhere. Will I buy the Blu-ray? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it was like two dollars or something. I probably would. But uh, well, yeah, with that, um, that's gonna be it for tonight. Everyone, uh, just be safe out there. Come back tomorrow for more. So until then, be safe out there and party on.